0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Zeit vs. Transzilla. Uh, that is courtesy of Dolphin Beam. I'm Jack. That's Miles. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's talk about some sports, actually. Real yeah, quick. we don't
1: do that enough on this show. Let's get right <laughs> into it.
0: The, I mean, that game as oh, as a UCLA no. alum. Yo, I was rooting, so I like came around on this UCLA team oh. so hard. I loved Tiger Campbell. I loved. Johnny, Juzang. Uh, Johnny Juzang, man, I was really feeling that. And like that, that was like getting punched in the gut, man. What? It, but also oh. the best college basketball game that I've seen in decades, maybe in my life.
1: I mean, Jaime Haquez Jr. Tiger yeah. Campbell looking like young Bob Marley and me yeah. explaining to every person who has not been watching UCLA basketball. until like, Wait, what, what, yo, what's with this team? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. know, but they're here. Uh, it's. Dude, what a fucking ride. I mean, 100. I can't... As much as that shit killed me, um, there's no way that... there's. I mean, there's just absolutely no way this team or any UCLA Bruin alumni supporter, whatever, could hang their head because no. we took what I believe is going to be the national championship to the absolute fucking limit and forced them to hit just a pull up dagger shot at the buzzer yeah, from to change court. the game. Like it wasn't going to, ha- it was a, it was such a fucking battle. I was, it was unbelievable. The last four minutes I like was just about to tear off my skin. Yeah. But yeah. Oh,
0: I felt like, yeah, I needed to go smoke a pack of cigarettes after that. I was like, my heart was just beating out of my chest. Yeah. Um,
1: and now some, And now, you know, look, Juzang, they're going to be talking about him. Look who's suddenly for the in draft. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, now people are in the conversation off the strength of those performances. And he, I mean, he really, you know, shout out to him. You know, I've been looking for people who look like me out there on the court. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even though he went to my rival high school, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, he went to Harvard-Westlake, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, um, whatever. Look, Johnny well, Juzang, as long as you got people. that blue and gold on, you know what I mean? You could do, do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gonzaga, so for people who don't follow college basketball... Uh, or weren't watching the game, Gonzaga is the first undefeated team to make it to the finals in like a decade or more. Yeah. I think, I think decades and they, they UCLA, an 11 seed, you know, since there's four uh, brackets that would put them like the committee thought of them as like a 44th best team in the country type 40th to 44th. Uh, and they uh, took them all the way to the limit, and Gonzaga might be one of the best teams of all time. Um, and whew, it was, it was a great game. I do, I was complaining on Twitter throughout because it just feels weird to, like, it feels outdated to have, like, Jim Nance there being, like, a Tiger, like Tiger Woods. Like, just, like, it, what? it feels no, like it's being up. made for, like, golf dads or something who like don't watch basketball. Candice Parker, Candice yeah, Parker. Yeah. Candace seriously. Candice Parker. Candace People Parker, who understand the game. Like, please. The, yeah, the, they most excited they got was like about a ref getting a call, right? They were like, he should be an NFL ref. He explained that so well. It was like, yeah. what the, f- what are you talking about? Um, another exciting sports thing, uh, that happened over the weekend. Shohei Otani, who we have talked about before on the podcast. I'm winning as a person. Uh so this is a Japanese baseball player who is you know one of the, the most Ruth. Yeah, he's one of the, mo- the one of the most anticipated players in years. He's been here for like 3 4 seasons and like has had a lot of injury problems, but people are super excited because he can he's like a great pitcher and a great hitter and like that hasn't happened really since Babe Ruth. Like, just yeah,
1: and it's a cultural thing too in Japan. Like, they're like, "Oh, you can rock it, yeah, do your shit then." Yeah, you know, like here it's just like, if you're a pitcher, you'll never fucking bat. Like, yeah, it's why like, would it's, you? It yeah. makes doesn't make sense offensively, and, and we're also not in the business of being like, "Yeah, you should fucking get your, you know, work on your bat speed a little bit. You might get mm-hmm. some, might get you on base." Uh, but yeah, he's he's just like a true two way player, and that fucking just first pitch swinging just fucking destroyed the ball. Yeah. It was like a 450 foot home run or something like yeah, that. It was
0: the hardest that a ball had been hit so far this season. Obviously it's a young season, but it yeah. was, uh, so he did that at his first at bat. And he also, during, I think one of his first innings that he was pitching threw the fastest pitch so far of then. Uh, major league baseball season after
1: having tommy john surgery
0: yeah yeah
1: like yeah i'm i'm so excited uh you know my uh, my friend ty another japanese american kid we when he was coming over we were praying to god that he was not going to the angels because we we are lifelong dodger fans and maybe man this maybe we can maybe we can figure something out and the second that happened i was like we were both like are we going to have to wear angels stuff? Because on some <laughs> level we were so like all Japanese people were like so stoked on Shohei. And I like, and just to see him be such a generational talent yeah. is, it just fills me with such joy. But like, also like I, I'm sorry, I can't get down with that uniform. So maybe I will just going to make my like fantasy Shohei <laughs> Dodgers
0: uniform. He, uh so he was the first person, the first pitcher to hit second in the lineup since 1903 (laughs) uh the first pitcher to hit dh ever right um it's just you know he's doing something that no living person has seen in their lifetime so it's pretty it's pretty And he plays
1: with mike trout
0: yeah that's the thing the angels really just like gobble up generational talents and still main still managed to not make the postseason. Uh yeah. sorry. Yeah, Angels it. fans. Hey, you um, hate
1: to see it, you know? You hate to see it. Or you can be like the Dodgers and have your soul ripped out back to back years. Well the second season we didn't do that great, but the first one fucking cheating ass
0: Astros Paul Pierce had a, a pretty noteworthy weekend. Uh people were, you know, talking shit about him because he went live from a poker game looked like a bachelor party like he was getting a massage uh, a woman was dancing behind him uh, acrobatically he looked
1: fucked. acrobatically uh, i like that uh, <laughs> for those listeners she's making it clap y'all uh-huh. uh and people were throwing poker chips uh mm-hmm. at her i believe as tips cool and paul pierce looked like he had never done ecstasy before and then yeah. he did it for 3 days and he straight.
0: did all the ecstasy yeah he's like i took straight. all
1: the ecstasies guys all the ecstasies. Hey, this guy's a cop, man. What the right. fuck? Why'd you have? Also, like, his energy was so. He was clearly going live to like taunt another woman who I think would have danced at this party because, like, yeah. he could have got money.
0: And, yeah, like, yeah. This guy's Monica, uh, yeah. Monica swing through. Yeah,
1: Monica swing through. Famous yeah. last words.
0: If you're in LA, Monica. So, so it's not even. He wasn't even certain she was in town. Yeah, Uh, but anyways, he's married uh, also is like a ESPN personality. Who's like, you know, ESPN personalities tend to be pretty buttoned up Uh, Disney owned company. Yeah, so it's it's it was interesting. Uh, I I appreciated his tweet on Sunday at like 7 p.m. where he tweeted good morning uh, to everybody. So he, you know, he was like, yeah, man, I, I got real fucked up this weekend anyways. Uh, and Kong vs. Godzilla, the box office was you know it's starting to look like it did before the pandemic, they did about the same as the last Godzilla movie. Um, and that is with theaters basically being you know reduced. Capacity. Oh, so then they killed the first, the last. One, oh, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's doing much better overseas, but yeah, it's gonna be the first Hollywood movie to make four hundred, four hundred million 400 million since bad boys for life, uh, and might be the first to hit 500 since frozen two, which seems like it yeah. came out in the mid nineties. <laughs> right.
1: right. Right. Frozen two. I remember I was 11 when that, yeah. Came out. Huh. Um,
0: DMX is trending, obviously Uh very, very sad news from over the weekend. Yeah. Um, he, you know, OD is on life support. Um,
1: you know, in a vegetative just, state right now.
0: Yeah, not 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 brain, not no brain activity. Uh, as the, or was, not a lot of brain activity.
1: I, I'm like really bummed out by this. Yeah, and you know it's look he he's a he's a this motherfucker is all over the place. We know he's right. He's he's said all kinds of wild shit. He's done all kinds of wild shit. Um, but like I was realizing, you know, in my adult life, like looking, I was just thinking about him. You know, just looking back on the man Earl Simmons, Dark Man X, and I realized I think when I was a kid, I was like, yo, this guy's as angry as me. Mm. Or like his music sounds as chaotic as my adolescence is in mentally, emotionally for me at the moment. So that's what pulled me in. I was like, yeah, this is this feels right. And then as I got older and looking back, I realized, man, DMX was just one of the most openly um haunted rappers like out there like in yeah. terms of like charting you know he was not you don't really know what jay well you don't know what go, what's going on in jay's mind you don't know what's going on in fucking you know i mean like other artists sure like there are other artists that are honest like kendrick or Jay cole or whatever who are, are going to rap a little bit differently but dmx was like clearly just this tortured haunted person who did not not know how to help himself but he only knew how to express himself through his raps super aggressively and i think there's something about that like I try and take on is like a thing to, you know, what can we what wisdom can you take? Because most people we don't like to struggle in front of other people. We don't like people to see us struggle with anything. It's why we don't ask for like, a lot of people don't ask for help when they need help or they'll try and solve things and keep things private and don't share things because we have a, this thing of not wanting to let allow people to see us struggle and DMX allowed the entire world to see his struggle yeah and i'm not trying to like really wax poetic about it but like as i look back i'm like that's actually i think the thing that resonated with me is that he was just honest because i mean he was i don't know another rapper who was crying like that yeah
0: Vulnerable. and also
1: being so honestly toxic with his masculinity too oh and yeah and uh yeah just i mean and check out any uh interviews that he's done like later in his career like really understanding how much pain that he went through it really kind of i just thought he was the toughest motherfucker i ever saw or whatever you know he's got that r.i.p right. boomer back tad he's wearing fucking chain <laughs> but he talks there's a, a clip of him on the Talib Kali podcast where he talked about at 14 when he was just in and out of juvie for since seven years old he got out of 14 and this dude tricked him into smoking crack at 14 that he looked up to that he was doing crimes with and robbing people with and that completely fucked up his sense of self, completely fucked up his ability to trust someone because this was someone he really looked up to. And when you like see these moments, it it gives me just another dimension to what, you know, what DMX actually was rather than just being like, Oh man, DMX was the dude who barked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, when you first, like when I first started listening to him, I was not expecting him to be like breaking new ground in terms of like how vulnerable he was willing to be on mic and, definitely ahead of his time in in terms of that yeah
1: and i think he he stealthed it very well because when you're it's so violent and angry and you're screaming it it looks like strength but what he's actually talking about is like deception his inability to trust people how cynical his worldview has become and yeah so like that's me getting in my like washed hip-hop analysis phase Mm. in my latter years i'm like nah i think that's what maybe was resonating was that like it wasn't because, you know, you juxtapose that with the bling bling era and right. those people you there's no fucking way. You didn't know shit about them as people. Right. Right. But at least this guy was hurt. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, latched onto. So, you know, uh, I hope if he's able to pull through, I know things don't look very good, but uh, it may be maybe something good can happen.
0: Mm. Uh, it's also the 27th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. So people are tweeting Damn. about that. But, you know, another drug related uh people in a lot of pain who you know turn to turn to drugs uh to to deal with it and man it's a it's a bitch it's a it's a tough one yeah um,
1: yeah another dude you could that's i think i wonder if you know cuz you could hear it in his voice too yeah like it was it sound you know it felt if it, it sounded like how i'm sure it felt <laughs>
0: to mm-hmm. sing it. yeah yeah exactly
1: i think that's like a thing that they both very they're very similar and like sonically you could you kind of you could feel where they are coming from
0: yeah that unplugged album which was the i you know looking back i hadn't realized how close that was like that was like weeks before his death um, right yeah but man what a fucking performance dude you
1: hear lake of fire right now yeah. you're gonna be like <gasps> exactly. oh my god yeah where do bad men go when they die
0: And finally, uh, vaccine passports are trending because, uh, Fauci came out and was like, I don't think the federal government's gonna, gonna be the people, uh, mandating vaccine passports. You know, this has been something that Republicans have been against, uh, for the same reason they've been against mask mandates and all that shit. But he, he was saying like, I could definitely see corporations doing it. So it's just more America, uh, you know, ter- turning the job of government over to corporations and yeah, I, I don't know. Is it like you can, it's not like vaccine passports are going to be illegal or something. It's just that there's not going to be one single uh government entity that is demanding that you have them in order yeah, to travel. Which
1: means it's now going to be more sovereign citizen type shit yeah. about being like, well, you can't allow me. And now it's like, well, get. You, you know the free market that you love so much mm. you heard it you know the you know free market capital yeah this is what's happening right? i'm saying i'm free to tell you to fuck off as the business owner uh but well yeah i think we were talking about it last week when you were gone and just how slippery of a slope that becomes you know because then the at passport. a certain point that's just yeah that's just gonna kick off a black market and right. you'll have people exploiting this the ability to manipulate data to put other people at risk and it's just like i don't but again but how can you also try and properly manage uh this pandemic without being like well if if you are unvaccinated i mean you're vulnerable right then that we how do we safeguard against you because we're the we can't americans have shown they don't know what mortality is because so if you gave them a binary of like well you could be harmed like yeah i don't care and then cut to their deathbed and they're like trump twenty. (laughs) <laughs> right, and you're like what? Huh? No, see that. See that's why you weren't actually equipped to make the decision for yourself. That's why experts who are studying this said it's better. It's the outcomes are better for you to be safe uh, mm. and to be inoculated.
0: Mm. But, hmm. Yeah, bad at that. Bad at uh, having any sense of collectivism whatsoever. So, yeah. um, bad combo hell yeah uh anyways that uh those are some of the things that are trending from today and over the weekend uh we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves don't do nothing about white supremacy and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow bye bye